If you want to get on the action, we want to hear from you. Hit us up at Fade Route Podcast on IG, Fade Route Mail at gmail.com, or slide in our DMs at Twitter at Fade Route DNZ. Questions, comments, picks, segment suggestions, you name it. We want to hear from you. Get at us, in crowd. Welcome to the Fade Route with DNZ. Here are your hosts, DNZ. This week's episode of the Fade Route with DNZ, IMZ, and we got a great show for you. We're ordering up the AFC South. We're talking the USA stumbling a little bit in Tokyo and possibly a new landing spot for Bradley Beal. But first, we have a little bit of news coming out of the NFL as Trey Lance, the number three overall pick has officially signed his guaranteed contract. That's four years, $34.1 million. And he is set to join the 49ers at camp, leaving one, yes, one of the top quarterbacks taken in the previous NFL draft to go unsigned. And of course, I'm sure you all can guess what team and what quarterback that is. (laughs) It is the New York Jets and Zach Wilson, who seem to be far apart in negotiations. And this is just one of many things that have led uh, a drama-filled offseason for Mr. Wilson. First, he was getting upstaged by his mom as reports surfaced that he was trying to offer her money to tone down her social media presence and possibly delete her Instagram after, you know, certain certain videos started coming out and she began to develop a following and a reputation that may have been unearned or earned more on his merit than hers. But you know how it is with influencers that uh, it only takes a little bit to make your name known but this is just a bigger indictment of the Jets issues altogether since without Mr. Wilson you now have two quarterbacks under contract you have the immortal Mike White if you know who Mike White is good for you because I don't and James Morgan Okay, now James Morgan, I know he it's his second year, third year in the league. Nothing to write home about. Sixth round pick, I believe, so definitely a depth guy. In the production meeting, immediately my mind went to somehow upgrading that room with veteran presence. And for me, there's only one man, since Ryan Fitzpatrick is under contract with another team, that being the Washington football team, there's one man that I would like to see pushing Zach Wilson whenever Zach Wilson comes into camp, if Zach Wilson comes into camp. And that is the mulleted, mustachioed man of mystery from Jacksonville. That's right, Jets fans. I want the Jets to call up the Jaguars and snag Gardner Minshew. It may not be a great season, but it sure as hell would be entertaining. And here he is. I've known this guy since our days on Carousel Shoes, flight crew through and through, the last QB in St. John's history. What's up, D? How's it going, man? The Jets are your account? I'll give you the time. What a disaster. Doesn't this have Matt Leinard written all over it? This is exactly what I thought about the minute I saw that there's an issue with his contract that they can't get him signed. I immediately thought, oh my God, this is Matt Leinard all over again. Matt Leinard held out of camp. Kurt Warner winds up becoming the starting quarterback. Matt Leinard never materializes into anything. 
and Kurt Warner takes the team to the Super Bowl. Right? Because the only problem in this story, there is no Kurt Warner. <laughs> because the morons didn't sign a veteran quarterback. How do you open camp with no quarterback? This guy needs all the reps he can get. And he's not there. Oh my gosh, you couldn't have wrote this any worse. And, you know, I also, we, we want to pass along our condolences to the family of Greg Knapp, who passed away this week. So while this is just one thing on top of the other for the Jets, and with Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, you figure this season could not have gotten off to a worse start. But, um, yeah, uh, so what do you think? How do they fix this? I mean, granted, it's going to be project. It's going to be a prolonged period before Zach Wilson gets into camp and gets reps and gets ready. But who is available on the free agent market or trade market that you would even entertain? I don't know. I, I took a look, you know, before we came on the air. And I didn't see anybody of relevance. Uh, I reached out to some of my media contacts and saying, what's the holdup? Is it money? What is it? Apparently there's some verbiage that uh, the quarterback side doesn't particularly like and wants a changed and the Jets are hesitant to, to change it. I don't know how they could possibly hesitate. I mean, give the guy whatever he wants at this point. We got a game in three weeks. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> I... This all this all comes down on the front office, man. Like this is what we were talking about. Because do you think he would be pulling this if there was a veteran in camp? If there was a better option, do you think this would be happening? Because I don't. I don't. Well, I mean, it depends on the veteran, you know. Um, if it was Mike Glennon, probably not. But I, I, I don't think I, I don't person- think he would be scared at all. The first person I thought about, and I know he's on Chicago, but it was Andrew Dalton, not Andy Dalton, because, you know, Andrew is, you know, he's older now. We don't call him Andy anymore. He's Andrew Dalton. It's like Harry Potter. We don't call him Harry Potter anymore. We call him Harold. He's Harold. Harold he's Harold Potter. Right. So that was the first guy I thought about. Like, this would have been a good quarterback to get into camp because, man, Andy Dalton is a, he's a good quarterback. They missed out on Foles. Gardner Mishu, yeah. I mean, you could talk to the Jacks about him, but I can't see the Jacks giving him up. That's the whole thing is like, we're going into camp now, right? We did OTAs. Mm-hmm. We did mini camp. We're going into camp now. Like, teams aren't going to be so willing to give up a guy who, who's been running plays with them or running with them to go up, to go there. Uh, who's, you know... I, I hate to say it, Trubisky was another guy. He went and signed with Buffalo. Buffalo's not too proud. They're like, yeah, we got Josh Allen and Mitch Trubisky. What? <laughs> like, I, I, uh, and I, we talked about this during last season or at the end of last season. Why didn't you bring in Teddy Bridgewater? You made the trade with Carolina anyway. They shipped him out to, I think, Denver for like a sixth round pick. You wouldn't have a problem right now. You can't even get looks on offense right now. You, it's <laughs> not a good look. No, not at all. And like you think about guys that are out there, veterans, like solid veteran players that you could, you know, like even like a Matt Barkley, solid but unspectacular, a career backup, can definitely yeah. get the job done. Yeah, yeah, calling Matt Schaub for one year. I get it. Matt Schaub's retired. Yeah, he's but not. One year. He might have did it for Nap because he played under Greg Nap, right? But yeah. you know, because I'm watching, I'm watching NFL Network today, and I'm watching ESPN, and I'm seeing the Patriots in camp. I see Mac Jones. I see Cam Newton. And then for the Jets, you just see people running out onto the field. It's like because they can't run anything right now. It, it is as usual a clown show with this franchise and it doesn't matter who's running it. It doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Like the jets will jet. It's a verb at this point, the the jets are going to jet and it doesn't matter what concessions Joe Douglas ends up making. He's you're not going to be able to make up for this time that he has missed. Exactly. It's, it's, it's the time, it's the time right now that 
you've missed out on. Every day counts. There's no. I'm looking through. There's nobody available. I want to give Alex Smith a call? I don't. He's not coming. Like nobody's coming at this point. It's a mute do issue. You, but, do you wait? Do you wait the, for the Jags to cut Tebow? Oh, uh, they're probably. They're, <laughs> I mean, I think realistically, what they're probably waiting for Nick Foles to get cut, right? Yeah, that would make the most sense. But you don't got that kind of time. It's time for the fade in, where we give a nod to the trending sports stories of the week. But one person that did show up today was Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Packers conceding to him. Is this finally over? First things first, Aaron Rodgers, you need a haircut. You're starting to really look like Jim from the office, and it's starting to it's starting to get a little weird. But it's not over. It's just delayed. The inevitable is delayed, and the inevitable is that this is going to be an ugly, ugly divorce. The 2023 year in Rogers' contract is going to be voided. No tags. So they're under this gentleman's agreement. The Packers can no longer tag Rogers. Then they're going to review the situation and check in with Rodgers at the end of the year to see if he's happy with how things have progressed. Uh, They're going to adjust the contract with no loss of income to give the Packers more cap now. So that's nice. Like, you know, there's some bending there. And, you know, Randall Cobb came back. He was just reacquired in a trade. So maybe that was part of it. Maybe that wasn't. Maybe that was Definitely. Brian Gutekunst Brian saying, hey, we need a slot receiver, and Randall Cobb is as good as anybody, even though he's, you know, he's getting long in the tooth. But That was definitely it. That was definitely a Rodgers ask. No, it, it had to be. But I don't know. It, <laughs> it's just it's delaying the inevitable, man. Like, he wants out. They eventually want him to get out. But... What's see, one more run? Yeah, see, I disagree. I, I, I don't. I actually don't think he wants out. Um, if, when I listened to his press conference today, it sounded like he's just upset with how the how the front office is managing the team. Uh, so you know, I have two different perspectives on this, and I, I I've been griping. I'm not sure which way I want to go because. And the one hand, I kind of get where he's coming from. Like, he's like, you know, you guys let go of veterans. You know, Jordy Nelson was a good player. Clay Matthews was a good player. Randall Cobb was a good player. Like, you didn't, you didn't, they were good locker room guys. We needed that. They were good core guys. They would have been helpful in the locker room. All right, I get it. Then he talked about how, you know, he wanted more input or he wanted to be, I guess, spoken to about free agents, potential free agents. He talked about who he worked with. You know, in off-season NFL players, he felt like he would give the information to the front office and they would kind of toss it away and not pay it any mind. And then, you know, he, he talked about, you know, after the draft about, for, you know, getting getting some players in or talking about the direction of the team. And to him, it sounded like, you know, next year was going to be his last year. And then they were going to they were going to pretty much let him go after that. And that's what he had, you know, gripes with. So on the one hand, it's like, dude, I get it. Like you, you, you want more, you want more insight. You want to have more of a footprint on this because it is your career. And you know, you, you, you run the offense, you're the MVP. You're one of the best quarterbacks in the game. But on the other hand, it's like, but dude, you're the player and they're the team. And ultimately they can't go with everything that you're putting forward. Like, if Michael Jordan got his way, Charles Oakley would have never left the Bulls. They would have never got Cartwright. Like, they, he didn't want Scottie Pippen. He wanted some other guy from North – them to draft some other guy from North Carolina. Like, players don't always make the right decisions. Now, he's got a leg to stand on because the Packers seem to be making the wrong decisions. But are they making the wrong decisions? I mean, this they is, were a, No, they were a grab from Kevin King away from going to the Super Bowl Right, last right. Year. They're 13-3. and three. They're 12-4. and four. They're get, They got to the NFC Championship game twice. Don't put it on them because you didn't get to the Super Bowl or you didn't win the Super Bowl. 
so that's that's the gripe I have. Like I totally understand where he's coming from. And then the worst part is, is he he looks at Tom, right? He looked he looked how Tom was frustrated in New England. He kept taking a pay cut. They weren't drafting the right players. He didn't. He wasn't getting as much say as he wanted. Tom leaves, goes to Tampa. He tells them, "Hey, go get Antonio Brown. Hey, go get Leonard Fournette. Hey, go get this guy." And they do all those things, and then they win. Yeah, that's great. You're not Tom, and it doesn't always work out that way. But what's the primary difference between Aaron Rodgers now and Tom Brady then? Tom uh, Brady was a free agent. Yes, true. It's true. a big difference. Yes. There's a big yeah. difference. You're right. You're right. But I think that's. I think he was just. I think he's frustrated because it is coming to an end. He's he's trying to set himself up for the next chapter. I don't think they're going to have a good year this year. I just, I have a feeling he's going to get hurt or something's going to happen. Just, just, I don't know. It just seems like it's lining up towards that. Uh, and then the whole talk is going to be like, oh, should he retire? Should he play? Should they trade him? What's going to happen? Come on. You could see that, right? You could see that, that this is going to be the ongoing discussion all year. No, it totally is. It's going to be Brett Favre on steroids. But the difference is, is that the Packers at least dressed Aaron Rodgers when Brett Favre was on the team doing his Hamlet routine. Jordan Love has not suited up. Like that, that is a huge question mark. I still don't know what he is. And there's a reason why they brought in Blake Bortles. But to have something Granted, he's not great. Look at the look. At, he's look not at, even good, but, but he's a known quantity. But look, but look at the Packers organization. They got they got Rodgers. They mm-hmm. drafted a guy last year, and they still bring in Blake Bortles. They got three quarterbacks in camp. Three legit quarterbacks in camp. Yep. Three more than the Jets do. <laughs> so, what do you think? Uh, Bortles gets cut, and he ends up with the Jets. Yeah, that could that could possibly happen, right? But yeah. you know, just to go back to the Rogers thing, it's like you know, I get where he's coming from. I totally understand what he's saying. He's frustrated, and he wants a seat. He wants a seat at the table, and I, I get the management's perspective. It's like, dude, you're the player, and we're gonna try to surround you with the best players, which we have. You're doing well. Two NFC Championship games, a touchdown away from going to the Super Bowl, like. I, it it's hard it's hard to see his argument because it seems like the team is doing well. Um, so yeah, that's where we are with that. I, I, it's it, it's hard to have a leg to stand on, like you said, just from the simple fact that they have been successful. Have they achieved the ultimate goal? No, not not in years. Like he has won, he has a chip, but for a guy of his caliber and for what the Packers have been able to do, I'd have to say it is an underperforming franchise from the simple fact that they should have more championships with Aaron Rodgers based on the talent they have and had put around him prior to the Jordy Nelson thing. And then getting, you know, trying to retool on the fly, which is difficult to do. It is definitely difficult to do. And now you're adding think, guys yeah. like Devin Funchess and just like if the caliber of wide receiver is not that great outside of Devontae Adams. But I think they've set themselves up nicely because I think one thing the press conference did today for the Packers and for Aaron Rodgers is establish that he still wants to play football. He's still mm-hmm. very good and he's eager and ready for the next chapter. So that's going to be very nice trade beat going into next year or it's also going to allow him to really pick where he goes and when he goes to this place probably it's probably going to be denver because john elway is going to do whatever aaron wants it's like sure who do you want who do you want us to go get what do you want us to do sure no problem like he he aaron wants that situation he wants the tom brady situation and there are certain teams that are going to be willing to do that but i've got to think i've got to think in all of this that the Rams had to have made a run for him, right? right? You had to imagine that they offered him stuff. You'd have to imagine that. They, you'd have to imagine that they reached out to the Packers and tried to get this deal done. I, I can't imagine that that wasn't one of the things that was going on behind the scenes. 
No, I mean, the Rams are in a win-now situation. They're strapped to all hell with their cap situation. They're strapped to all hell with their draft pick situation. You would figure that that would be the death blow if they were (laughs) able to. That's it. Like, you land Aaron Rodgers, that's the freaking death blow. But, I mean, Matthew Stafford is a fine plan B, I suppose. But that's the that's the nature of the beast in the nfl unfortunately that sometimes you don't end up where you want you don't and that's just not how things right work. you don't you don't always get you don't always get a say in where you go and, and and granted you know with aaron Rodgers, it looks like he's going to be with green bay for at least this season but uh the major league baseball tra- trading deadline teeing up it's coming up uh on friday one guy looks like he's already on the move is Joey Gallo. Looks like he's going to the New York Yankees pending a physical. Who else do you think is going to be on the move? Who's staying? Who's going? What do you got? Well, this is some breaking news. Let's take a let's just take a look at that deal if you don't mind. Let's uh, what are the per, uh, particulars if you don't mind sharing with the group? Uh, looks like it's going to be trash. It's uh, they're getting right hand <laughs> pitcher. <laughs> The Texas Rangers are going to get right-hand pitcher Glenn Otto, second baseman uh, Duran, shortstop Josh Smith, and second baseman slash outfielder Trevor Haver. That's it. For somebody who's allegedly an all-star. For Yeah, allegedly an all-star is right. A, a left-handed uh, Dave Kingman. Who okay. Swings, swings and misses just as much as everybody else on the Yankees, so he's going to fit in very well there. Yeah, I don't know how uh, they're, they're, I feel it's about a bunch that trade. Of, they're, they're getting prospects. I mean, the Rangers are getting prospects. They're getting rid of Joey Gallo. At none of these, I, I can't believe they weren't able to work. And granted, not not all the details of the deal have been released. I'm just reading this from Jeff Passan's report on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I, I can't believe they couldn't swing like a Glaber Torres or some, or even a, a, a Herman. All they got was prospects, but it seems like that's, I mean, <laughs> Ruffin O'Dor and Joey Gallo weren't helping the Rangers win. So why do you think, why the Yankees think you're going to help them win? I, I don't know. And if you look at a, and I, a deal that was actually bandied about, it was between the, the Padres and the Rangers, where they would get Gallo. The Padres would have gotten Gallo, but they would have had to take on Eric Hosmer. So... I guess that's something that the Texas Rangers didn't necessarily want to stomach. So I, I get that Eric Hosmer is—he's had one good year in the past four years. So better to go the cheap route in hopes that you actually, you know, got a diamond in the rough rather than have to contend with that level of money and a dip in performance. So I get where that's coming from. It's very much like the uh, the Chris Davis trade when they cr- traded Chris Davis for Elvis Andrews. That guy. So yeah, and he's and he's gone. So who who knows what's going to happen? But as far as the other players that are available, I know the Yankees have been pretty busy because they just shopped out. They just shipped out Luis Sessa and Justin Wilson to the Reds last night. Yeah. Uh, you had the Starling Marte trade for Jesus Lazardo. That was a big. Uh, that was a big deal. That was a good trade. That was a good trade getting Marte. That was a very good move. Very shrewd by Billy Bean. And, you know, Kim Ang, that's pretty good, too, because you're buying low on Jesus Lazardo. Who's to know? Who's to say that they can't Yankees missed on that. Yankees should have got Marte. Uh, I don't care. What He's right-handed, though, man. Oh, He's well, right-handed. That team yeah, is way too perfect. right-handed. He fits right in with them. That's what they're trying to do, right? Is that- yeah. But I think that's why Gallo was critical to the Yankees was that he is left-handed, and you can actually put him in between Judge and Stanton, and you can actually break up a little bit of the uh, the overly right-handed. The problem is is that now you're going to force Giancarlo Stanton out to the outfield, and you'll probably force him onto the IL at some point because, <laughs> you know, God knows, pick a muscle, he's going to pull it. Well, maybe they can get, maybe they can try to get Chris Bryant. I don't know if that's still on the table for the Yankees. But I know he was tied to the Giants, but they don't want to give up top prospect Joey Bart. He's been linked to the Mets, but 
all the Cubs, with the exception of Anthony Rizzo, have been linked yeah. to the Mets. Seems like so. the, seems like Rizzo is staying, which is great. Oh, but um, no, but Kimbrel, I think, might go back to Boston. That sounds like a real possibility, which would be huge for them. Uh, I think Trey Turner stays. I think Max Scherzer hits the NL West. You know, he's gonna get on one of those teams, whether it's the the Padres, the Giants, or the the Dodgers. I think he gets on one of those those teams. Like I just I have said, this weird feeling about yeah. Max Scherzer that he ends up in Houston. Like it yeah, just feels like Justin Verlander all over again. You know? Yeah, which makes sense. I I think that would work out. I I think Chris Bryant's gonna go. Kimbo goes to Boston. I think actually Baez goes to. I'm not sure where he's. Maybe he he could he could end up on the Dodgers, right? Because they could use the shortstop. Because Seager Seager's hurt, right? Right. Yeah, so I mean, well, Lindor is also hurt too. So, and he oh, has fuck been. That guy. Well, Baez, well, here's the thing Baez is on record saying he would like to play with Francisco Lindor. Oh. So, like, if it's a if it's a rental, the Mets may pull that deal off. Do I want Javi Baez? Not particularly. Do I want Chris Bryant? Not particularly. I, I want Chris I mean, Bryant. I actually think he's a really good player. He gets hurt a lot, but he can play so many positions. That's the thing with him. Like he can play first center field, left field, right field, third base, first base. He can play everywhere. But my thing with Chris Bryant is that are you going to be able to extend him? Or is he just a pure rental? If he's just a pure rental, I don't think the juice is going to be worth the squeeze for a team like for in general. Like, cuz they're going to they're going to want a top prospect. Am I going to real? I mean, the Mets is a different situation. Different situation because Ronnie Mauricio is their top prospect, and he's blocked for a decade because you have Francisco Lindor. But it, it depends on the situation. Depends on how much money is being exchanged. What else is going on? If this is a oh, we'll give you Kimbrel, but you have to take Bryant kind of deal, like similar to the Josh Beckett, Mike Lowell trade that the Marlins and the Red Sox pulled off. Right. It might be a little bit more palatable if they don't have to take on all the money, but we'll see how it goes. But yeah, as far I'm as inter- like an under the radar guy, who is an under the radar guy that you think might move? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm interested to see what the Yankees do. I uh-huh. mean, all indication all indications seem that the Yankees are buyers, right? I mean, they just got Jimmy yeah. Gallo. Uh, even though I really think they should be sellers, uh, I, I I I gotta I gotta I gotta think Labor Torres is gonna move. I gotta think Herman's gonna move. They could both use a fresh start. Um, what about this? Try to, tr- try to send... back to the Cubs for Kimbrel. Would you do that? No, I don't really like Craig Kimbrel. I don't think he's that good. I know he's an all-star this year and he's having a good year. I don't trust that guy at all. <laughs> and uh, coming from a Braves fan. Coming from I a Braves just, fan, boys yeah, and girls. I don't trust that guy. Well, well, that was a good thing we got rid of that dude. <laughs> uh, I think they're going to – I mean, I, I guess one of the under-radar things would be if they were somehow able to unload Stanton. And the contract, um, just keep Cole and Judge and build around them. That, that's that's all I got. I, I I can't see anybody else really, you know, moving that we don't already think about. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the guys that are noted are already moving. Like, and then you had some weird trades too, like the Kendall Graveman trade. Mm. You're mm-hmm. the Mar- First of all, the Mariners are aggressive. Jerry DePoto, man. Uh, Trader Jerry. And we definitely need to get Joe on to talk about this. But, you know, it's also weird. Both of their closers, because Montero and Kendall Graveman were their closers, and they shipped them to the Astros. But they just had, like, a really good series, and they're not even that many games back. I mean, I know you're playing for the future, but, man, talk about shooting a man's horse down. Jeez. Really like, cut their ah. legs out from under them. I mean, they were competing at a. They were competing. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna go for this thing, guy. Yeah. Guys, I think he's got a .82 AERA and he's four and zero. Damn. Yeah, get Damn. him out of here. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's making the rest. We don't need him. <laughs> he's making the rest look bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as under the radar guys, like. Everybody's been talked about, really. Maybe a Kenta Maeda might get moved. He's not really talked about that much because you hear more about Pineda and Barrios. But uh, Maeda might get moved or somebody like that. But the guys that we know about are going to get moved. It's a question of when. That's for sure. And speaking of a question for when, we now know that the Cleveland Indians are no more after this season. They are now... Drum roll, please. 
the Cleveland Guardians. Oh, so scary. Is that a good choice? I'm not a fan. I'm not sure why they didn't just go with the spiders. There's history with the spiders. Uh, the logo would have been cool. Merchandise would have been awesome. From what I understand, the team was named after two statues on a bridge not far from the stadium. Somebody actually made a joke that they're called the Guardians because they're the legal guardians of good players before they go to the New York or Boston. I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah, I think it sucks. The logo sucks, too. The whole thing stinks. I miss the Indians already. Oh, man. it's It seems lazy. It feels lazy because you have Guardians and Indians. You, you kept the Ians. And you just changed out the first part of the name. You kept the colors. You kept the font. Uh, the only thing that changed is the logo, which kind of looks like Thor throwing a, a four-seam fastball. But I don't know. Spiders was a better name. Like pretty much anything you could have thought of is probably a better name than Guardians. It's named after the Guardians of Traffic. It's like an art. What? It's an art. An Art Deco statue. Like. Like, are, are you are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's the best you that's the best you could come up with. Uh, I'm sorry. That's just a lack of creativity. And, you know, there's nothing like you said, there's nothing menacing about a guardian. I'm like, scared. oh, I, I'm just I'm shaking. I am shaking metal space boots. Oh, my goodness. But we do have to give them credit, though. Stupid name aside. They decided they were going to change the name and they did it. Right? There was no back and forth. There's no multi year process to get to the end result like we have in uh, Washington with Mr. Snyder and the WFT, uh, which may end up staying the WFT. I mean, who knows? We have a. That sounds like that's what's going to happen. That's going to suck. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a soccer club. Like, granted, it's cool, it's unique for the NFL, but it's definitely not within the vein of American sports that we're used to. But credit to the Cleveland Indians, they actually did it, and they did it in a timely fashion. And they're going to roll it out next year, whether they like it, or whether we like it or not, and whether the fans like it or not. So, Are you in need of air care, maintenance, or service? I have the company for you. Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you. The Indians have their, well, the city of Cleveland has their team name for next year. And the NBA is getting ready for players to come into the league for next year. The NBA draft is tomorrow night. What can we expect? We expect Suggs and Cade Cunningham to go in the top two. I don't know if those are the teams that are going to be there. Detroit, definitely. Maybe not Houston, depending on what they can swing. Golden State, I have a feeling they are not going to be there at number seven. I just feel like it's going to be part of something bigger, whether that's a Bradley Beal trade that we're going to talk about later, potentially, or you know maybe they can swing something else. But I, I don't expect Golden State to be there. We already know that New Orleans isn't going to be there at 10. It's actually going to be Memphis because New Orleans got Jonas Valachunas from them. So in exchange for Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe and the number 10 overall pick. So that's a crazy trade. So um, Jalen Green is an intriguing prospect simply from the fact that he went from high school directly to the G League. So we'll see what he's actually made of and what how that's valued compared to international and college experience. Um, as far as local teams, it's hard to say, like, cause neither one of them are going to be up in the top 10 anyway. So it's going to be a stretch regardless of who they get, but it's going to be a good night for the Detroit Pistons. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I, they deserve one outside of, you know, in basketball, usually the top 
five or six picks are usually pretty they wind up being pretty good players um i think we can expect cole uh cade cunningham to go number one and unlike you i i think jalen green is going to go number two to houston i think that's a Mm. done deal i think one and two are done after that your guess is as good as mine um I think Jalen Suggs is good, but I don't really buy into him being NBA NBA ready yet, NBA player ready yet. Um, I think Lonzo Ball was much better than Suggs in college, and we can see how good Lonzo is in the NBA. So I, I can't imagine Suggs being much better than him. Um, Sam Presti of OKC always drafts well, so I'm curious to see if he's going to go and take uh, James Boonight from uh, UConn. Or it, or Jonathan Kaminga from the Congo. They also have three first round picks. Yeah. So they can move. Like they're fluid. They could they could definitely be fluid in this scenario. Uh, same thing with Golden State. Golden State has two first round picks. Memphis has multiple picks. You have the Knicks have two. Uh, Houston has what three? Like four? Like it's like. There's definitely going to be movement just from the simple fact that you're not going to draft all these guys because the NBA draft is the only draft where you constantly see teams making moves in order to improve their position because it's only two rounds. So it's one of those things that if you want to make a move, you have to make a move. You're making that move because you can't afford to wait around. So the one pick that I'm looking at right now is the 18th pick. It's owned currently by the Thunder, but it's from Miami via the Clippers, Philly, and Phoenix. So this thing's been passed around, you know, like like a joint. But I, I figure that one's going to be in play. And as far as international players, uh, it's who is it? Giddy and it's Kaminga, right? That's really yeah. the only two that we're looking at. Yeah, so in that regard, it's a, it's a relatively weak draft. It's going to be a um, it's going to be a stronger draft for homegrown American talent. So we'll see how it goes. But I, the other I don't thing, know. Uh, the other thing I'd say is, is I think Wiseman gets traded tomorrow night. Unfortunately, he just didn't, he just doesn't fit into the Golden State offense. He doesn't seem to be taking to Coach Kerr's coaching either. It might be a deal where, uh, you know, that that's just how the Warriors get Bradley Beal. I'm not sure, but I think Wiseman gets moved tomorrow night as well. Yeah, I definitely think that is going to be the case. Uh, he just, it's a square peg round hole situation. They tried to change up how they played and it just didn't work. Yeah. No, it didn't. And so you just, you know, rather than try and force the situation, you deal them off and you cut your losses, but uh, especially since Clay is coming back, so you can go back to that rapid fire offense and um, and you know get another guard in there. Your favorite podcast has its own merch line now. Go to teespring.com, type The Fade Store into the search bar, and have access to our sweatshirts, t-shirts, long-sleeve shirts, tank tops, and much more on the way. That's teespring.com. Type in The Fade Store at the search bar and show your boys some love. Rep the Fade Route brand only at The Fade Store, only on teespring.com. And speaking of cutting losses, time to talk about the Olympics and the U.S. Olympic teams and individual performers. They've been losing a little bit. They've been losing a little bit. The men's basketball team lost to France. They rebounded against Iran, but frankly, that's a team they should beat. It's that's a team that they shouldn't even start their starters against. Uh, the women's soccer team beat the tough nation of Sweden, but then also had a draw. So they're not performing at the level that we expect them to. Katie Ledecky finished in second in the in, in one of her races to uh, her 200 meter to Titmus from Australia. So that is, you know, it's a little bit of a disappointment. And then you have the whole Simone Biles thing from the past two days where she withdrew. So is this a reality check on the world stage? 
Uh, well, men's basketball team, there's just not there's just not a lot going on. Um, you can't just chuck up threes and expect to win. Like, this isn't an NBA basketball game. They're not going to blow whistles as much as they do in the NBA. Pop doesn't seem to have command of the team. They choke down the stretch. They go 0 for 9, 1 for 8. They're not able to make baskets, and they can't, they can't you know, close people out. I think other teams want it more than we do right now or than the USA does. It, it just doesn't seem to be important to this group that they put together. There's nobody on the team right now that's going to be that's willing them to victory. Even I was hearing on ESPN that you know Damon Damian Lillard's really the vocal leader right now. Kevin Durant's not really stepping up into that that role and it's just like you know that's not going to win you games. Like these other countries are out here to beat you. Like they want that's that's a big deal if they're able to knock off the USA. As far as women's soccer is concerned, they're just not hungry. They seem to be playing scared. I watched them play against Australia yesterday, and both teams played it safe since they were both going to the next round, so they, it was an easy draw. But the women's team missed a great opportunity to like create some momentum, go into the next match with some fire, some aggressiveness. Instead, they just were sitting back and like, all right, we're both going. I think this is the lowest points total the u.s is going to the next round with which i think is like four or six i think they're gonna they're gonna get bounced out i I don't think they're gonna last much longer as far as katie ledecky is concerned i'm very surprised i'm not sure what happened i I, i've watched her the last two olympics and i marvel at her ability and her speed i watched her do the 1500 meter last night which was crazy because it's like a 25 20 minute race unbelievable how long they do that for i'm cramping just listening to that and you know it just it just seems like she's at the end of her rope like it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't seem like she's got much more in the tank uh, people are catching her she didn't even medal in one of the races she did um so i'm i'm really not sure what happened there um because i've seen her doing her trials and usually she can't be touched yeah uh it's definitely a scenario where teams play for their country players play for their country a lot harder than seemingly Americans do, especially with basketball, because you're sending all NBA players, right? And they're just coming off the season. It's going to be one of those things that they're just using it as a means to stay in shape. And if they meddle, they meddle. You know, they're, they're riding off the expectations. They're riding off the dream team still. Well, I think they're also riding off the money, right? Because they're not playing for free, right? No, they're not they playing sponsors. for free. They're getting something out of it. It's you know, it's not a holiday. Yeah, but they also don't have as much skin in the game yeah. as a as a Katie Ledecky or a Simone Biles, right, right, or right. Any, or anybody who does this purely through sponsorships. So it's a big difference, you know. Um, as far as Katie Ledecky goes, right. Titmus has been training for years specifically to get Katie Ledecky and yeah. beat Katie Ledecky. It is, I, it is Ivan Drago to Rocky. Like, that is the, I must break you. That is the level of focus that we're talking about here with Arian Titmus. And as far as women's soccer goes, you know, Australia is a, a good team. Sweden is a good team. You're, you're playing stiffer competition. So, yeah, you're due to lose. Uh, it's one of those things that it, is it is it sucky that it's on the Olympic stage? Yeah, but at the same time, anything can happen. That's why you play the game. As far as the Simone Biles thing, it is really starting to come to a head because it's becoming that convergence point again between sports and politics and mental health awareness and advocacy. And I feel bad for her. I definitely feel bad for her since she is not mentally into it. But at the same time, if you're not mentally into it, you picked a hell of a time to not mentally be into it. I'm not, and I'm not saying that she deliberately is doing it at this point, but like, this is the grandest stage you've been on and it all fell apart. Yeah. I mean, with Simone, I I go back and forth with it. I really, it's hard to say. 
you know, because, you know, I, I could, she, to me, she's the leader of the team. Mm -hmm. So when the leader comes out of the locker room and says, guys, I don't have it today. I'm not going to compete. You guys go out there and crush it. Uh, I just think that's extremely deflating. Um, like, imagine if Tom Brady walked in the day of the Super Bowl and was like, guys, I don't really got it today. When you guys got it, I'll be on the sidelines cheering. For yeah. You. Imagine the backlash that he would get True. for that. Absolutely. And, 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 not, and like, she, like, you know, she's a human being. She's a person. She's allowed to have these feelings. There's, I'm not saying she's not allowed to have them. But the reason she's there and we're not there is because supposedly she's supposed to hold up under this enormous pressure right that's the whole right. thing is like you can we can't you're mate you're on this team because you can um so it's hard because you know it's also it's not like you know she's got to jump up on a balance beam and she's got to flip in the air and twirl and she's not sure and her head's not right you know we don't want to see anybody get hurt no, absolutely but sometimes, not. But sometimes that's when athletes perform the best, right? It's when they have their back up against the wall, when they are nervous, they dig deep, and they pull out a gutty performance. So I keep going back and forth on it, honestly. And mental health is definitely something. But I, to even give it an Olympics comparison, I mean, imagine if, if a couple of years ago at the last Olympics, Phelps was like, guys, I just don't got it today. But I think you're going to do great. It's like, dude, we're going to lose. Like if Phelps came out and said that, we're, we're done. Like we rely on you. You're the, you're our anchor. You're right. the guy that's going to lead us. I'm supposed to look at you and say, oh, he's good. He's cool. I got this. But if exactly. I look at you and you're not cool and you don't got this, well, how the hell am I supposed to get this shit together? I'm getting hungry over here should have cooked up some dinner. And if you're looking for a new cooking show to binge, check out As You Eat It on YouTube, hosted by me, Chef Z. I invite you into my home and show you what and how I cook when I'm off the clock as a chef instructor. You're gonna learn fun recipes and creative methods to empower and inspire you in the kitchen and take it to the next level. Cook how you wanna cook, eat how you wanna eat, eat as you eat it. That's As You Eat It, available only on YouTube. AZ, you eat it. Check it out and let's get cooking. From from the Olympics, let's move on to the NHL expansion draft. The Kraken, the Seattle Kraken have a team. They're going to be competing next season. How good will they be? Well, they're definitely going to be solid defensively. The majority of their picks in the expansion draft were defensemen and solid ones at that. Uh, not many notable names. I mean, the Carey Prices of the world that were available, the you know Ovechkins, all the unrestricted free agents, they weren't taken because they were kind of exempt from the list. And some of the players that were kind of dangled out there weren't taken because of their free agent status. Overall, they definitely need some scoring. Uh, Yanni Gord was drafted from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Jordan Eberle from the Islanders. Uh, Colin Blackwell was a good depth forward for the Rangers. Brandon Tanev from the Penguins. So they definitely went for a gritty, more of a grinding kind of style. They drafted Drager from um, the Florida Panthers, Vanacek from the Capitals. Then they went and signed Philip Grubauer today, which is a huge deal. So their goaltending and defense are going to be solid. I just think they need more offensively. When Jonas Donskoy and Calais Yarncroak are going to be your best offensive forwards, <sighs> you need more, Chief. Well, I mean, I'm loving the Mark Giordano pickup. I've always been a fan of his game. I like him a lot. Um, Giordano's solid. I always thought he was a solid player. How do you got? Yeah. Like, uh, seems like he'll uh, he's a lock for the captaincy. I'd say uh, Jordan Emberly from the New York Islanders. Uh, he's a good player. He's a nice pick as well. Uh, they're not going to be the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't think. No. But they they'll compete at a high level. I think they'll be fun to watch for the city, and everyone seems to be excited about it. Yeah, they definitely are. Um, 
the one thing about the Vegas Golden Knights is that they drafted well, but then they also supplemented that with free agents. So they brought in the guys like Stastny, and they brought that initial wave in. They were able to turn that wave into other players. And that's how the Golden Knights were able to grow into the team that we see as perennial Stanley Cup contenders, even though they're only a few years removed from being an expansion team. So it's the, it's a different MO for the Seattle Kraken, and you can just see by the picks that they made that they are looking for depth players, and then they're just going to take it from there. But they're definitely going to be a solid team. Are they going to be a playoffs a playoff team? Possibly. Uh, they definitely they're not going to be pushovers like many expansion teams were before them. So free agency just opened up today. They also added Jaden Schwartz from these St. Louis Blues. So they're definitely putting together a nice little roster. And this is just the beginning. Let's see where they go from there. But all in all, I, I could definitely see them in a 7-8 situation where they're they're like the second to last or last team in on the playoffs. Tough out in the first round, possibly against the Golden Knights. Like that would be an interesting little playoff matchup for sure. Bullshit or no shit? We're going to debunk this week's most controversial sports topics right now. All right, boys and girls, you know the rules. I give you a statement. If we agree with it, it's no shit. If we disagree with that statement, it is bullshit. Bullshit or no shit. Number one, Deshaun Watson plays before Trevor Bauer. Man, this is such a tricky one, right? Because we're assuming that, you know, that Watson's going to actually play this season right maybe yep. not sit out maybe not get traded like actually play and the same thing for trevor bauer is is like his hearing just got pushed back for his uh um domestic violence situation they extended his leave so oh man so i am going to say it's ah it's tough uh i'm gonna say that trevor bauer plays before deshaun watson because i don't think watson's gonna play this season so i'm gonna say bullshit fair enough i'm gonna go no shit on this one for the simple fact that he's already in camp there have been 10 allegations 10 legal allegations against deshaun watson but he was able to come to camp. He's not on the exempt list. He's not, you know, he's not restricted in any way. So they are letting this play out. And no, no however, criminal charges filed. No, no criminal charges, none whatsoever. All being taken care of in civil court. So there's within the realm of possibility that he could get to week two before anything may happen to him. So Trevor Bauer. I, it just feels like Major League Baseball wants this to go away, and they just want to bury it, so they're just going to keep extending that administrative leave. And his own teammates don't even want him back. So that's even more telling. You, if you listen to Watson's teammates with the Texans, they they don't waver from him. It sound, the Dodgers are like, nah, dude, he can go. We're all, we all right. We all right. We'll go get Max Scherzer. And we'll be better. Right. So for that reason, and because of the due process scenario and all this, I think it is no shit. Bullshit or no shit. Number two, Bradley Beal will be an upgrade for the Warriors. I'm going no shit on this one from the simple fact that it's going to be a no brainer based on who's probably going back to Washington in the other direction. If you look at what Bradley Beal has done in his career, career he averages 22-4-4, right? Last year, he played out of his mind, 31-4-4. Shot almost 50% from the field. 
most likely you're looking at a scenario where it's Wiggins and Pro- and Wiseman, most likely. Wiseman, one year in the league is what it is. Wiggins, 24 and 2. Beal's a definite upgrade over those guys. And it's a very interesting mix because then you put Clay Thompson back in there, right? So now you have Steph, you have Beal, and you have Thompson. That is just crazy in terms of the shooting volume as well as the field goal percentage because Thompson is at 46% for his career. You throw in Bradley Beal, who's 46% for his career, and Steph is pretty much infinity. Like That's going to be such a complex and dangerous team to defend that the splash triplets they'll ascend up quickly and they'll definitely give the Lakers, the jazz, the, the nuggets, they'll definitely be in for a run for their money. Yeah. It's funny. Cause even this, uh, this item you got, you're also assuming that the golden state warriors actually get Bradley Beal. So it's a little, another tricky one. I like it. I like it, but uh, I'm going to say, yeah, no shit. Bradley Beal is an upgrade on to any team he joins. If he joins Clay and the boys, they're likely to walk into the championship game. Bradley Beal can shoot. He can score. I think the Warriors, Sixers, um, or the Heat will land him at some point. I mean, we'll see where it goes. Because I've also heard uh, Jimmy Butler, his name out there. Ben Simmons is not resolved. So we'll see where this ends up. And... Also, does the number seven pick also move in this trade as well? If the if the pick goes, maybe you don't do Wiggins and the pick. Maybe you just do Wiseman and the pick. I, I don't know. You'd have to kind of play with it. Maybe there's a third team involved. That's the thing about the NBA trades. Like there's always it, it always starts in one part and one part and just expands. And like there's four or five teams and then there's like twenty players and money is just like so hard to follow along and it's just like we'll see. But if we're just talking Warriors and Wizards, I say that's a good trade. <laughs> Sounds like a movie. Warriors, Warriors and Wizards. Warriors and the Wizards. I like it. I like it. Maybe LeBron can be in that one too. LeBron. LeBron. Bullshit or no shit. Number three, Chandler Jones is making a mistake by requesting a trade. Man, this is another tough one. I mean, I really, I don't really go understand what's going on there. Um, you know, they have Brubaker, they got Watt, they got Butler, they got Golden, and they got Simmons. Like, they have a solid defensive team. I mean, is this about money? They seem set to compete for the division title with the Rams, the 49ers, and the Seahawks. There's plenty of teams that would love to have his services, so I, I'm going to go with no shit. Uh, similar to where he left with the, off with the Patriots, you don't know how good you have it until it's gone. And they have something in the desert, so I think he should stay. That's immediately where I thought as well. My, I went to, you already pulled this once, yeah, right? They, like, they come won on. a championship without him. They might even won two without him. <laughs> yeah, so like, dude. You're not as valuable as you think you are. And on top of that, they just brought in J.J. Watt to pair with you. You only had one sack in five games last year. So, you're... But he's good. He's good. No, he's good. I'm not disputing that he's good. But you're not dealing in the highest of leverage. Because you're coming off a five-game season where you only had one sack. The numbers just weren't there. So I would play in this lineup with Simmons and Baker and Watt. And then on the offensive side, you got Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green. You have the potential to be a very special and dangerous team. Don't fuck it up (laughs) by chasing the short money. Chase the long money. Did he not learn from what happened in New England? He chased the short money. It's at least like Jamie Collins, he figured it out eventually. Cause I mean Bill just 
he relegated him to Cleveland. He banished where him. He, where he, lo- he, went, he was on the team that didn't win any games. Right. He banished Jamie Collins. So you would think Chandler Jones would learn his lesson, but who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe lightning will strike twice and the Cardinals will win without him. can't help but smile when you see a balloon. The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Popstars, located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because. Westchester Popstars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small, and their custom personalization service is top-notch. Westchester Popstars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester Popstars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google. Order up! All right, boys and girls, we started last week. We are ordering up. Order up, order up! Our division picks for this coming NFL season, and we are doing the AFC South this week. So from four to one, who you got, D? Man, this was a really tough one, honestly. Uh, so, I think Texans are going to be in the dungeon. You know, Watson, Cooks, David Johnson will not be enough, especially when you take Watson out of that equation. It's true. Uh, they don't have much of a defense. Um, I don't know how they're going to score this year, so I'm going to put them in the cellar. Uh, number three, I think the Jags. Meyer wins a lot, and he wins fast, but not this year. They'll play well. Lawrence will shine, but the wins will come in year year two. <sighs> Number two, I'm going to go with the Colts. Um, Wentz, Wentz uh, Jonathan Taylor, Darius Leonard, DeForest Bucker. They've got some studs. Uh, they're just, you know, they're going to be in every game. But I'm not in love with their wide receiver core, so I think they'll be good enough to finish second. And number one in all your hearts is the Tennessee <laughs> Titans, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, Ryan Tannehill statistically has been a top five quarterback the last three years. Julio Jones will be good. They'll be good enough to win the division title. Their defense is, is pretty solid as well. I have Mike Rabel's a jerk, but he's a good coach, so they'll be all right. This division seems like one of the easiest to pick. Just from the simple fact that we we've been discussing the talent involved for so for so much for so long that like it's almost impossible to kind of you know deviate from what we've already said about them. You and I are in agreement with the Houston Texans. Uh, who knows if Deshaun Watson is there this year. Getting Brandon Cooks, eh, David Johnson. David Johnson may not finish the season. Anthony Miller can't catch. They just got him from the Bears. I, I, they lost not, Will Fuller. Uh, they did lose Will Fuller, that's true. But he also got suspended, so we knew why Will Fuller was having such a great year. So, <laughs> you know... The cupboard is pretty bare. The only thing that would bring that would fill up the that cupboard is if they trade Deshaun Watson. But you're not going to get the same return for Watson with all the legal hangups and potential suspension and exempt list. You're, that's just going to be too much for teams to to you know make word that on, decision. Yeah, word, word on the street is they're looking for five five players or picks. No and way. One. Yeah, I know. No five. way. Like, for uh, you can have a fifth round pick. You can have a five. 
I can give you five. <laughs> Done. Done. Number four, uh, number uh, three, rather, you're looking at the Jaguars. Again, they improved, but not enough. And you're starting Trevor Lawrence. You're starting a rookie at running back, most likely. I think they're just going to go with the Clemson boys over James Robinson and Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew may not finish the season on that team. Or camp. Uh, or camp. Yeah, apparently he hasn't taken a shit in two weeks because he doesn't like being number two. So, I don't know. That just feels like so Gardner Minshew. Like, you know, he'll go to the Jets. He'll, he'll be number one, but, you know, good for you, you know. God bless you. God bless you, Gardner Minshew. We need more people like you. That being said, yeah, the Jaguars, they're lucky if they'll sniff 500, which they can't do in a 17-game schedule. Number the, Now you get to the nitty-gritty, right? Colts or Titans? Titans or Colts? They're very close. And to me, this hinges upon one player. And that's Carson Wentz. If you're telling me that you get a full season of a healthy Carson Wentz who's playing at the MVP level that he was playing at before he hurt himself and one trick Nick took his job, then they win the division. I just feel like they're more established. Their run game is there. Reich reuniting with, with Wentz is definitely a big factor you don't. You need to develop the chemistry between Tannehill and Jones. It's not there yet. They haven't played yet. They just started camp, so it's not something that's instant. It needs to kind of be built upon. But if Carson Wentz, Carson, Carson Wentz's, then it's the Titans. I'm gonna bank on Carson Wentz finishing the season healthy, and I'm gonna put the Tennessee Titans as my number two, and my Indianapolis Colts as number one. But that could easily flip in a heartbeat. But that's where I'm going as of right now. Those are our fours to, four to ones. What's your four to one? Hit us up, Fade Route Podcast on IG, Fade Route Mail at gmail.com, or slide in those DMs at Fade Route DNZ on Twitter and let us know where you stand. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. You can catch, catch our podcast Wednesday nights on the Anchor, Spotify, wherever or other places where you listen to your podcast. Until next time, stay faded, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.